Hi, I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is your Faves Faves. decided to do my top five moments of 2020. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like this year has been really hard for a lot of people. It's been really hard for me. And I feel proud of having like, got like held on to joy when I could find it. And like mm-hmm. really grateful that I have these beautiful moments of this year. And as I was making my list, all of them like mean something deeper than sort of the obvious thing. Yeah. So, wow. which will be your job as the interviewer to let me unpack. pull out the depths here. Wow. I'm ready. <laughs> I, okay. I'm really excited though, because I feel like that has been a theme for this year of how do we acknowledge these beautiful moments that we have had and realize that acknowledging them and celebrating them and sitting them does not diminish all of the hard that this year has also brought, right? It's like, right. We, we, I feel like we need to be better at holding opposites. Like that's what this year is kind of like doing. So I love that we're going to like take a look at the joy and know that like it's temporary. So when you find it, grab it because yes. stuff is hard. Right, right. So I'm doing this, I think almost in order of when it happened in the year. Ooh, yeah. Okay, so this is not like least awesome to most awesome. This is just like as it showed up in the year. So the very first amazing moment of 2020, and I can't even like put it into a a moment because it was a weekend. Okay. And that was my birthday weekend slash rise Florida. Was that this year? That was this year. I know. I was like, you can't pull in stuff from last year. No, that was this year. So Uh, if you uh, were were so young, oh my God, we were (laughs) so so young in January. Oh, what we thought, the things we believed (laughs) just out the window. Okay. That was a favorite moment because Mm -hmm. like all sorts of different reasons. Number one, it's always so freaking fun to do a rise conference. Mm -hmm. We've been, if if you guys are listening, you're not familiar with these women's conferences that Beans and I have done for many years now, what I love about them is, I mean, it's the energy and the community and it's fun, but there's like this band that gets back together every time. Yeah. And there's something really cool about like, oh, there's the sun, Beans and Sam and me, like Amy, Roke, like it's just a whole thing. So that, it was also on my birthday and mm-hmm. the everybody surprised me more than once. Yes. So, First, I got surprised when on my birthday, the greatest living Beyonce impersonator came out. Yes. And it's really important to say that for a minute, you know, 6,000 women. No, I knew who it was. You, okay, I okay. know how much. I, I know there is no way <laughs> in hell the actual Beyonce is coming to serenade me on my birthday. We don't have Beyonce money. Yeah, no, that's like, valid. What? That's valid. But there was a moment where, you know, all the women in the audience were like, oh my Lord, they got Beyonce. <laughs> and then there was like the audible sort of letdown when they realized it wasn't her. But 
the impersonator is so freaking amazing that we basically got a full concert. So that was was awesome. Close enough. And here's the sort of deeper thing that was incredible is that it was the first time at a conference because it was my birthday. We went out to dinner. I don't know if you remember that. Like me, you, Amy, Sammy, was Rosie there? Uh, No. She came to Toronto. Rosie wasn't there. Yeah. Chloe was there. Okay. Oh, right. Right. Uh I was like, there's one more woman. So we went to dinner on my birthday and typically at a rise conference, I go back to the hotel room and I like crash. I'm sort of in a fetal position and I never had understood this before, but we girls went out to dinner for my birthday and I was so energized. Like I got all my energy Mm -hmm. back. I came back the next day. I was so excited for day two and I'd never experienced that before. It was the first time I realized, oh, if you're going to sort of give so much to other people, you need to have your people around to sort of give it back. Yeah. And I never like knew that. Well, then we started doing that for the, I mean, the rest of the rises, which was only one. One more. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a tradition now when we're able to do a a real live rise conference again, then we're going to bring that back. So like, what did that mean for the rest of 2020? Well, you know, it's interesting you ask that, like when, and I'm going to touch on the, one of my things has to do with getting divorced, but when you go through divorce, everybody that you sort of work with, like therapists or even attorneys, like everybody says, do you have a support system? Like, do you have people who can support you in this process? And like, without hesitation, I was like, oh, a million percent. Not only do I have mm-hmm. support, I have the greatest support. I have, I can't even imagine going through this year without you guys. I really, I can't even imagine. It is a huge reason why I think I am in the place that I am right now and feeling okay and good and, you know, on my way back to great, I hope, mm-hmm. but is because I have this, this incredible like foundation of, of these female friendships. Like I love dudes, like great. Mm -hmm. I'm raising three of them, but there's something so powerful about women supporting other women that just, there's nothing else like it in the world. I know. It's kind of fascinating that you say that. Cause I'm like, what, what a twist that that's something you found out in January, not knowing, like, I feel like previous to that, it was sort of, there was maybe a mentality like that you had of like, I just need to like grind it out. I need to put my head down. I need to put myself up. I need to do this. And the fact that that happened in January where you're like, oh, being around these women gives me life. Like it's something I need, like how providential, right? Right. So good. And I definitely, you know, hindsight's 2020, right? Oh, well, (laughs) (laughs) no pun intended, but I definitely did not, I didn't recognize that until sort of looking back. So I was beginning of January. So my birthday celebration in January is my first of my five things. Wow. Okay. Hit us with numero dos. This is big. This actually might like sort of be the top, except we're going not in order. Mm -hmm. Oprah and Michelle Obama. That was also this year. (laughs) That was this year. Yeah. That was this year. That was in February. This year is really like pre-quarantine post. So that was... Right. Okay. That was BC. Right. You're right. You're exactly right. It's BC and then 
we're still in the and after now. part. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. This um, is a top. This is tough, I but I want to hear like what are the what's what are the moments though, you know? Okay. So what made if you're listening to this and you don't know, I was asked to speak on Oprah's tour and there were a couple different options. They were so freaking gracious and kind her team. They were like, "Well, if you're going to speak at any of them, you should speak in New York because the headliner is Michelle Obama." And I was oh like, "Oh, I just got my. chills again." <laughs> right. I was like, "Oh my gosh." And I didn't, you guys like know everything. I didn't tell you, I had been talking to Oprah's team for months. Like I didn't tell you anything because I just kept thinking if I could surprise my friends with this thing, like, oh, P.S., we're all going to see oh Oprah, to see gosh. Michelle, like, sorry, to see Ms. Obama, because we did Our make lady. that mistake. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you, her, you don't call her Michelle that I like I made a video there's like a whole thing do you remember yes, how I yes, told you guys do I remember <laughs> because I wanted it to be a surprise so I had told the girls way in advance just save these dates like you didn't and I was like don't google yeah, don't look you up google anything. I feel like you're gonna find out what it is but like I don't know for sure if it's happening save these dates and we got confirmation and it was like okay we're gonna go to see to speak on Oprah stage Michelle's Michelle is speaking like just a whole thing and to experience it with you guys was incredible and I'm gonna set the stage and this is mm-hmm. douchey but because it was Oprah it was not me I feel like I can be honest about this so we flew private which was like I mean so I sick. have never <laughs> so sick all of us on a private jet flying Ugh. to New York. We had like, remember we had like champagne and like cheese. Yeah, there were like sandwiches like oh, randomly right. from, like appeared. Oh, oh, we just so fancy. I felt like a music video from 2002. Yeah. Very fancy. I was living um, my very best life. And we stayed at that awesome hotel. We stayed yes. at the one. Yeah, remember? in Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, in Brooklyn. Was, oh my gosh. Super cool. And then... The beyond just like the experience of getting that with you guys and meeting her and getting to spend time with her and being blessed by her divinity. The big thing I think about this every once in a while, and it was a huge deal for me, was when I was prepping for that keynote, I was like, you can go up here and sort of do what is expected of you by Mm -hmm. her team, or you can go stand on the stage and you can be yourself. Yeah. and I made the decision to be myself. I stood on upper stage and I told a story about the time I lost a tampon inside my body. Yes. And Miss Winfrey was not having it. Yeah. And I still think back on that. And I'm so proud of myself for being myself. Yeah. Because there's a, there's a Casey Musgrave song where she says, I'd rather lose for what I am than win for what I ain't. Yeah. And I always think of like that, of like, you had this chance to speak in front of your hero and you didn't change yourself to sort of fit into the mold of what would be appropriate. I mean, you do that and then you succeed, like quote unquote, and it doesn't feel like an accomplishment. Everyone's like, you are right. so amazing, but they're not talking about you. They're saying like, right. the, the version of yourself that you presented to us, we liked. Right. And that right. doesn't mean, that doesn't mean anything. Right. Right. So freaking uh. good. 
So yeah. And then just also, you know, she looked into my soul and we all got to hang out with her and that was, and then we had like so much fun. We went to dinner. It just was the whole experience was just really special. It was amazing. We took the picture that will now be my Christmas card every single year. Every year. Every yeah. year. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here's me and every, mama every year. Right. Well, remember too, you met her and you were so like flustered. <laughs> you were like, I'm Beans. And she was like, what? I'll remember that name for the rest of my life. And all day we were like, Beans, Michelle's going to remember you for the rest of her life. And that's the thing is like, I'm 99% sure she has not thought of me once. <laughs> and and will not think of me again but she said she would remember me That's and I'll take mean. that to the bank I will take that here's the thing I believe just I believe in us as yeah. a collective group mm-hmm. I don't think that's the last time you're meeting Michelle and wow. I feel like when you meet her again mm-hmm. in a more intimate friendly setting you're yeah. going to introduce yourself and something's going to like who else she ever met named Beans? She gonna be like Brooklyn, twenty twenty, right? Like what? yeah, girl, that was me. <laughs> Haven't we hugged before? Wasn't oh. I in your Christmas card? <laughs> Haven't I been in every Christmas yeah. card? Right. That was an amazing um, weekend. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Also, as I'm doing this, I feel like you should come up with some of yours if you can think of some. Yeah, I'd well, already, already, yeah. that's my one. <laughs> right. That's I um, had no concept that that was this year. Oh my gosh, it's so real. So that was two. Wait, I'm gonna check them off my list. So this one and so this one. Well, we've got so far. You've got this people around birthday me. Weekend. Yeah, birthday yep. weekend. Right. People in my life. You know, we get by right. a little help from our friends. Yep. And then you've got this. I don't need to pretend to be someone I'm not. Yeah. No matter who's watching. Right. Slash Michelle Obama is the greatest. Yes. Okay. Hit us with numerals. That's where we're starting. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's interesting because three of the things on my list, three of the moments on my list, you guys are in, which just feels very telling. Honored. Very telling. Right, right. So my next thing, you're in again. This is the last time you show up. I promise I'm not a sucker. It's okay. I was hoping to go for five. (laughs) They're all you. Hey, what are the two without me? Right is seeing you guys in Palm Springs. Yes. So let me set this tone <laughs> for our listeners. So we obviously, as a country, like March happens and we go into quarantine. Mm-hmm. And that was so scary for so many people for a million different reasons. And thank God we're not still in that place. And just mm-hmm. for everyone listening, Let's all just take a moment and just recognize the palpable fear that most of us had in April that we don't have right now, hopefully. Because even though we're still living, it's worse than it's ever been. There's so many hardships, at least the knowledge of, I just remember that we would all get on like Zoom calls and we would be so truly like depressed. Like we, you know, we yeah. were scared. You hadn't left the house. Well, we didn't like, have any um, idea. It's like, is it in the air? Is it on your right. shoes? Like, and, you know, am I like, get it right? Like, can I get it from it so you scary. know a bag of pretzels? Like, right. what is you know? Now it's like okay, masks. Wash your hands. You know, right? So we 
so that was in March and we had just had months. And it's important to say you and Sammy were living in LA, but I feel like I had gotten so used to seeing you guys like every six weeks. I feel like I got to hang out with you Yeah, just because we had so many projects we were working on together and we had had so many plans for what we were going to do. So many plans. <laughs> that all went up in smoke. Mm-hmm. And so we were in quarantine. And then in May was when Dave and I broke up. And it was just so freaking hard, so hard on so many levels. And then we decided we are going to meet up in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. We we made a choice. We're going to rent a house. We like found, okay, we're going to follow all the rules. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this exactly how we're supposed to do it. We're going to mask. We're going to glove. We're going to quarantine. <laughs> we're going to do the things, but we are going to meet up in Palm Springs. And I just remember getting off the plane and like you, it was Beans and Sammy and Rosie were my three best humans. And you guys like pulled up to Palm Springs <laughs> airport. You all jumped out of your car. And I was just like crying. Like these are my people. And I just wanted to hug. I just, I was so excited to hug you guys. Like I just want to hug you. This mm-hmm. was in July. And oh my, I just like, it is such a memory. And it ended up being. Oh man. So we got this Airbnb. And then when I landed Y'all were like, oh, the Airbnb canceled. So we like didn't have a place to stay. And then we found (laughs) this like, oh, the whole thing was like shenanigans. But just being able to be with you guys and cry, like cry and laugh and drink wine and watch Beyonce video. It was so life-giving to me after the months I had had. Yeah. Well, that I feel like so many people know that part of that feeling this year, right? Because we've been like, I've never had an experience like that with a friend going through something so difficult and you're like, Oh, I just want to run over there and give you a hug. But like, you can't like, yeah. you know, what I mean? like, like, like everyone is saying like, you cannot leave, you cannot go hug this person. And, right. and just like feeling that and like, okay, well let's talk on zoom and finally getting to like hug your people or hug a friend that's had a hard time or like hug your grandparents or these like moments I feel like are like 2020 hugs, like your first hug <laughs> after like after right. like something hard is like so memorable because I feel like there's such a release of like, okay, like right. I'm going to be okay. Right. Even though, you know, we don't have an right. Airbnb and you're washing your hair in the sink and you know, right. but oh we, my gosh, <laughs> right. We figured it out. So we made it through. Yep. And I think there, you really cannot undervalue the power of being able to like connect with your people and be with your community. And, and, and I know, I mean, thank God for technology because we have had ways to do that virtually this year, but being able to do it in a way that's safe and, and see your peeps like that, that weekend was so like, so important for my life. I'll remember that weekend for the rest of my life because just getting to process all the things yeah. with you guys and like say all the things and and all it just was so important so important and i think all of us god i you know and not i know not everybody has this but when you're going through something like i was going through to have you need your people to be like 
you are going to be okay. You are yeah. going to like, there will be a day you're going to be awesome. This gonna, right now sucks. We're going to sit with you in the suck, mm-hmm. but we see that it'll be great again. Even if you can't see that yet. Yeah. So I mean, that was big. I, I feel like it's no surprise. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see the last two. I'm not in them. That's okay. You know, that's so fun. <laughs> but it's like no surprise that like so far your top moments of 2020 have involved connecting with like people. Right. Cause like, right. I, I feel like right. if I was to break down like, Oh, what, what was special about this year? It would be all the moments that I was like with people, which is, I feel like is what we're learning. Like we're not like meant to be alone and being faced right. with that. And like, <clears throat> I mean, like, figuring that out and and being in our homes and all these things and going through hard things you're like oh my gosh it's it's people that are important like the busyness was fun the projects are going to pick back up like everything's going to pick back up but like my god we learned that people are far more important than any of it well isn't it interesting too I feel like I'm so much more conscious of our time together we have spent, our friend group has spent so much time together over the years, but I remember I'm so much more present and I remember it and I'm so much more grateful for it. Like I keep thinking about, so Beans and Sammy came over to decorate our Christmas tree with the kids and I, Mm -hmm. and we had so much fun. We had like a cheese party and we played being boozled and <laughs> the kids said crazy things. And we did, it just was like such a special. And I'm positive that in the years of our friendship, we've had moments like that before, but I wasn't as aware of them. I fully yeah. took them for granted because I always knew that like, oh, I can replicate this again. Whereas yeah. this year you're your your moments like that are so fewer and like so much more precious yeah well like it's like anything right you you just you take things for granted until you know you don't have them and then all of a sudden you know like if you're you know when you <laughs> when you used to travel internationally all right like, you're right so like, oh. You're like oh like in and out you know what I mean like you have like your or like your first cheeseburger or you're like right now Sammy and I are on our third week of of being not at home and I'm like wild uh, we're so wild we're, cu- we're cutting the trip short you know because <laughs> we, should, we were never gonna last so I was the like, whole month we were never I was like yeah I was a daring it was a daring <laughs> we tried try. it you know yeah but I'm like you know I, I feel like I'm gonna go back to my house and be like oh my gosh like it's it's, right. it's all the things that I every day was like yes of course this window looks like this of course you know our friends we have fun when we're together like but I'm kind of looking at my phone you know which which I feel like is something you're so good at so incredibly good at like if we're hanging out your phone is nowhere to be seen and I feel like we've all sort of like taken that cue and it just makes things even more memorable right now it's been I was just I it almost fell out of my mouth and then I stopped myself and I'm just gonna say it it's been a good year Mm-hmm. it's been a hard year but they're honestly the good I appreciate the good so much more yeah so much more than any year previously that is the absolute truth so my fourth one I've been wanting to talk about this because I haven't really ever heard anybody talk about it and I think that it's good and I think that it was really powerful for me it wasn't a single moment but mm-hmm. sort of a 
kind of a transitional time period. And that is when I finally came to terms with my kids not being with me all the time. Let me explain. I know. Mm -hmm. I like, I've been wanting to like write about this or something, but because I never thought about it before. I've never heard anyone speak about it that, you know, my oldest will be 14 next month. And I know, I know it's crazy. I I know. He said to me yesterday, he's like, mom, I feel like I've been 13 for three years. I'm like, bro, I (laughs) agree. This has been the longest year ever, but he'll be 14 next month. And that means for 14 years, unless I was like on a business trip or, you know, um, occasionally when Dave and I would take a vacation together, I have always had my kids with me. Always. Mm -hmm. I'm a mom. They're always with me. And when we broke up and when I moved out, we split the time. So they are with their dad half the week and they're with me half the week. And the very many of the first times that they would, I would take them back to Dave's that I, I know I am not the only parent who has experienced this where you're like, what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm, the kids aren't here. I, and it's so, it's truly so depressing. It's so upsetting. You're like, this feels wrong. I feel like it just would, it would throw me off every time it would throw me off that they were not there. And I would get anxiety, like taking it back. It was a whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I dealt with that in really healthy ways, like vodka, <laughs> you know, I just like did things to sort of mute it. Like, okay, we're going to be mm-hmm. fine. We'll keep ourselves busy until they come back. And then I, I went in that for a minute. And then one day I was like, Rachel, like Mm -hmm. how many freaking moms wish that they could have a Sunday to themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think moms wish to not have their kids half the time, but like freaking every mom would like kill to be at home on a Sunday and be able to do literally (laughs) anything she wants. Right. So it was like, you can look at this time period and feel depressed and feel sad, but this is your life. Like Mm -hmm. you don't get a choice. This is your life. And so if this is your life, you have to look for the good in this. You have to come to terms with what is. And I was like, if I'm going to not have my kids three days a week, four days a week, then I am going to embrace the time when I'm not with them Mm -hmm. and use it to the best of my ability so that when I am with them, I am yep. 100% present. Yeah. And I, I mean, y'all don't have kids, so you could take a nap on a Sunday anytime <laughs> you want, Beans. But I was like, oh my, what are we going to do? I finally understand Netflix and, and chilling, unless that's uh-huh. something sexual and I'm not cool enough to know. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's, you okay. make it your own, girl. Okay. Well, you I am doing the non-sexual <laughs> Netflix and chill, which is literally, I watch Netflix and lay in my bed like a sloth. Yeah. Like, do I, what do I want to do today? Do I want to go on a eight mile run? Do I want to take mm-hmm. two naps? Mm-hmm. Choice is mine, right? Maybe both. Do I want to have a glass of wine at 3 p.m. on a Sunday? You get to choose, girl. This day is yours. (laughs) And then when I go into my work, like my weekdays, I kill it. I like do all the work. I get all the things done so that when the kids come back, I am, like I said, then it's just like, okay, we're making cookies. We're playing games. We're really intentional with that time. 
So that was a very big deal for me to come to terms with. Like, and I say that because I think there's a lot of people who have their version of that, whether that's yeah. you're going through a breakup or you're going through some other hard thing, you're going to have to go through this hard thing either way. Yeah. But if you can find the joy in it, it changes the entire experience. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I feel like that's so interesting because it's kind of similar to like Palm Springs, right? It's like you, you, now you've had moments without your kids that make you realize that when you have them, you want to right. be all the way in. Right. Right. And it's like, I think it's, it's been really cool to see. Right. And, and now we know the schedule. So we're like, okay, these are the nights. Like if we want to hang out with Rachel, we're going to go to her house and we're also going to hang out with the kids. These are the nights right. where she can come out with us yeah. and we'll do something fun. Like these are the days, like, you know, like if she has the kids, she's not going to, you know what I mean? Like it was just, it's kind of cool to see someone do it in a way that you're like, wow, lucky kids. Like they, you know what I mean? Right. Like you're all in yeah. when they're there right. in a way that I feel like when you had them every day, it's like, okay, well, you know, this, this time we have to do something or this, okay. Or, well, I need, you know, it's, it's like, all right, I have you, you're here. Let's be together. Um, right. I'm surprised. I would never have expected this. I am 10 times closer to my children right now than I have ever been before. And part of that is COVID. Like we just Mm -hmm. have been together so much more. We've like just been so much more playing games and with each other and all of that. But a big part of it is because I only have them half the time. And Mm -hmm. if I only have them half the time, it has to count. It has to, it just has to be a different, richer relationship. And again, I think that's just sort of like looking for the good stuff in the midst of the heart. Yeah. So that's four. Whoa. Five. Five. Here we go. Is last month I got to go to Hawaii. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I know that some people do not like that there are people who are traveling. But I would like to say this caveat. I get COVID tested more than anybody you know. The inside of my nose doesn't even exist anymore. It's been scraped raw. Uh, just because I work in production and we have so many things with the team. So I get COVID tested all the time. So I traveled to Hawaii and I did it following all the rules. And I did it in the safest way. I got tested before I went. So I knew that I did not have anything. I wore a mask. I, you know, didn't take my mask off, like flew, got there, went into quarantine. So went into the house that I was renting, stayed in that house, like didn't do anything, got, you know, food delivered, got groceries delivered. And so I just want that caveat of you may disagree and people may disagree, but I if I believe that if I'm following the rules and I'm tested and I know that I can't give anything to anybody, then I think I went to Hawaii. So mm-hmm. do with that what you will, listeners. Yes. <laughs> but Hawaii is my favorite place in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And even though I was in quarantine, like I didn't go out to the beach, I didn't do anything. It was such a gift. Yeah. Such a freaking gift. I was by myself. I can't think of a time in my adult life where I've taken a solo vacation. It was my first break of 2020, which is crazy because it was in November. And I know that there are people who still haven't gotten a break and don't know when they will. So I recognize how 
freaking privileged I am to be able to get to go have that time away. But I honestly, it was, it was like, it was like soul filling life giving to just, I felt like, I don't know if anyone listening to this as an entrepreneur and will understand, but I feel like I had been sprinting, sprinting yeah. since March to try and make sure that the business was okay and the team was okay. Mm -hmm. And I was able to go on that trip resting in the knowledge that like, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. You did your work, you showed up and now you get to rest. And honestly, like I took naps, I watched Netflix. I basically <laughs> did what I now do on Sundays, but it was a really big deal. I think I felt, I don't know if this will make sense, but I think that trip made me really feel like a grown up. Ooh. I know that I'm a grown up and I yeah. know that I like have children, but there's something very different about being a grown up as a single person. That's very yeah. different. Now like, that's going to make people. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like, people are going to be like, what do you mean? <laughs> I just single in like, I'm not, I'm not dating anybody. I'm not interested. And in, I can't even fathom, cannot even fathom that. I'm not emotionally in a place where I can do that. But it's so weird. Okay. Imagine right. No, don't imagine. Cause that would be the worst thing ever. But like, if you and Sammy were not together, you, you don't recognize how many things in your life you do connected to another person. So right. you're like, Oh, I'm going to go to the store. And you're like, Hey, I'm someone always knows where you are. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I went on a trip and nobody knew my whereabouts. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that sounds crazy. Like you guys knew, Dave knew where I was. The yeah. kids knew where I was like, but what I mean is like, I don't know how to explain it. Like you're, you're like untethered. Tethered. Yes. That was weird. That was weird. Um, but you're tethered to someone. And yeah. I was tethered to someone for 18 years. And that being connected in that way is a beautiful thing. But it just feels like a totally it feels like the very first time I got my license at 16 yeah. and my parents let me drive with no one else in the car. Yeah. That's what that felt like to me is like, holy crap. Like I'm, whoa, like I'm doing this thing right now. And I'm, I don't know. It's just like a new sort of. Did you like covering. it? I loved it. Yeah. I heard I was, when I was talking to Jay Shetty, and he said something that I love. He was like, I might have told you guys this already, but he said, oh, oh, there's two words to describe being alone. Some people call it lonely and other people call it solitude. Hmm. And one is sort of a negative and one is an empowering. And I love solitude. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. I don't feel lonely. I feel like I love being able to sort of sit with myself and kind of learn who I am now and have the freedom to like, I don't know, Just do whatever, do anything. Yeah. So that, that was a very big deal. Um, and that was my, I do, you guys know, I do gratitude work every morning and mm -hmm. I do a whole visualization where I sort of like put myself back into experiences that I'm really grateful for. And every day since I left Hawaii, I put myself back mm -hmm. in that moment of like sitting in the backyard. So I couldn't go to the beach because I was in quarantine, but I <laughs> like would spread a towel out uh -huh. on the grass uh -huh. and just lay in the sun 
and listen to music and just feel so freaking lucky that I got to have that time. So what those are my moments. I'm really glad you went chronological. (laughs) Because it felt like, oh yeah, that is kind of like the journey of like this year, you know? Right. Of like, okay, I don't have to be alone all the way to like, but if I am, it's pretty awesome. Right. Yeah. Well, it's worth, I liked the idea of talking about my five favorite moments because I think bringing it back to our friendship circle, we do this a lot. So mm-hmm. typically like what we did it last year, remember we went to sushi and mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure we'll do it when we're to get, we're all together again from a birthday, but we will say like, what were your favorite moments of last year? And I think it's, that's a more important question right now than it's ever been before. Because if you're not careful, you'll only see this year as the hardship and you will miss all the good stuff that came with it. Yeah. I said this in the beginning and I just, I think it's just so important. There's been so much beauty in this year and so much hard and it's okay for both to exist. Like, yeah, it's okay to say like, there were some nights in there where I was really like boo hoo hoo crying. And like, Mm -hmm. I, I can hold on to that and remember that. And you know, I got my Christmas card with Michelle Obama and, you right. know, I could hold like, they don't have to, I don't know. We, they don't have to diminish each other. And there's something so right. beautiful about making space to be like, all right, when did we, when did we smile till, you know, our cheeks hurt? When did we, you know, laugh until we cried? And maybe then it turned into real crying because it's all been blurry this year. You know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Either. Yeah. Am I laughing till I cried or did I cry till I laughed? <laughs> I don't right. know. Right. I was just thinking like when my kids were little, when they were in like preschool, they would do sort of not watercolor paints, but paints that were really running. And because they're little, they would, you know, sort of splash these paints all over the paper. And as you were talking about this idea of like, there were beautiful moments and there were hard moments. I was thinking the beautiful moments have a color Mm -hmm. and the hard moments have a color. And if you sort of imagine them as paint, there's a spot on that page where they meet in the middle and they become a different color altogether. And I think that 2020 is like, it's that different color, right? For all of us, it looks like something, you know, different, but that, that middle spot, that, that space in between Mm -hmm. is like the thing that I don't want us to miss. Yeah. I don't want us to miss that. Well, you had a year. So did you. Yeah. <laughs> We're we not all did, forget right? 2020. Like that's like, Never. you know, like 2019, what's it out? I don't know. A couple things right. here and there. 2017, I don't know. I right. will not forget 20. I know you won't. Right. There was, are. I was listening to a, like a keynote the other day and he said, you know, we, we only remember the moments where there is intense emotion attached to the moment. So he said, mm-hmm. like, where were you on September 11th? Yeah. And everybody can remember. We all remember mm-hmm. where we were on September 11th when we found out what happened. And yeah. he said, where were you on August 11th of that year? No freaking idea. Yeah. Because there's no emotion attached to it. So good emotion or bad emotion, those are the moments we remember. And if anything, I think this entire year has been heightened emotion. Mm-hmm. So... Lots of good things to remember. Uh, one for the record books. Bean, thank you for hanging out with me and, and letting me talk through my moments. 
Wow, thanks for sharing. I I'm ha- I love that. I'm gonna like, I wanna go now and think about mine. Yeah, please think about yours. Tell Sam to think about hers. Mm-hmm. And then let's plan to report back. Cause I'd love yes. to hear y'all's moment. Love it. Your Faves Faves is hosted by me, Rachel Hollis. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and edited by Andrew Weller with production support from Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. Your Faves Faves is a 3% chance production. Mm-hmm.